Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Mr. Chanuk Tessera. Hey. Uh And Ms. Maggie Mossberger. Hello. And today we are talking about the movie Tammy, written in 2014, written by Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone, directed by Ben Falcone. And it's basically just a road trip movie uh, starring Melissa McCarthy and Susan Sarandon. And um, personally, it made me a misogynist and a believer that women shouldn't write screenplays. I don't know about you. (laughs) Wait, I didn't know she helped write it. She she co-wrote it, yeah. Well, because she oh. probably just wrote all her own dialogue. She didn't help. She wasn't an assistant, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, have, I think I personally have more faith in her than than this movie. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. That's true. Yeah, I like when she's in yeah. projects that are like. Well, we could talk about this more in depth later, but I just was really thinking <laughs> about her brand this whole time and just like what it is and how far it's come and. Yeah, in a way, it's in a way it is sort of like um, the sort of quintessential role that we always see Melissa McCarthy in, which is like, you know, like disgusting, like slovenly, like gluttonous woman, which always makes me very uncomfortable. Speaks so. her mind. Yeah, does what she wants. I don't know. I don't know. How did you guys feel about the movie? Oh, <laughs> oh boy, Maggie, you want to go first? It was it was shocking to be honest. I mean, there were parts of it where I was like dying laughing, but then it would take these turns where I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, are we just gonna jump over some of these traumas that we're yeah. going through? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, there was a lot was of it... trauma jumped over for sure. Yeah. Just skipped right over. Was it? Was it was so rough such a hard time just powering through the absence of a real story with just Melissa McCarthy powering, trying to power the movie through by herself. It was, uh, it deserved the score it got in Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Oh, yeah. I think it was, I didn't think it was that bad as the Rotten Tomatoes made it. <laughs> yeah, nothing ever is. <laughs> I mean, I think I'll watch it again, to be honest. There were parts of that I liked. And full disclosure, I was getting progressively higher on a pot brownie as this was oh. <laughs> So See, that's what I should have done. That's the yeah, that was I was it. just drinking like more and more and more coffee as the movie went on, like because I watched it this morning. That's the worst way to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> on coffee and anxious, I assume. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, but Maggie, <laughs> I will actually join you in watching it again. Uh, I think that. I think I need to be in the right state of mind for sure. Yeah, and a medicated state of mind is. I mean, if it's such a, at least the way I viewed it was like a moment by moment. Like, don't put it too much together, or it'll freak out. But if you're watching it moment for moment just for that, it's it's great. It was really reminded me of like an auteur kind of, um, like, singular person makes a show about themselves moment, like Fleabag. Just kidding. It's like the American <laughs> version of Fleabag is what I was thinking when I watched it, which is, is to say it's like 30 times worse and about completely American things. Like the yeah. moral of the movie was that you can only be successful if you 
aren't yourself and you use capitalism and the prison industrial complex to your benefit. That, that's and impressive. Also, also, definitely put your grandparents in a home. <laughs> they really will love it. I'm impressed you found the moral. I just, it. Well, I, I had the coffee. Had <laughs> I was caffeinated, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think we should have known what was coming when the first two minutes of the movie involved her, like, almost killing a deer. Which <laughs> yeah, is, which like, is blinking. a storyline fully uh, lifted from Gilmore Girls. Which really? was which was one of Melissa McCarthy's first things that she was in. That's in like so one true. Of the, in one of the first episodes of Gilmore Girls, Rory um like hits a deer with her car, and then go and then shows up to school late and is like, I got. I've hit actually seen that one. By a deer, yeah. And then same thing happens to Melissa McCarthy. Hmm. She was hmm. like trying to write this script, watching her old episodes of Gilmore <laughs> Girls. She was like, Oh my god! Wow. She was I like, Let me take this plotline I wasn't in. Uh, that's why Amy Sherman Palladino didn't initially ask her to be in the Gilmore Girls reboot. Because I mean, that's Tammy? my guess. Is that true? Oh, I thought I was like, oh, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> oh. But there was this weird drama when, when the reboot was um, announced. Somebody like asked Amy Sherman Palladino if Melissa McCarthy was coming back. And she was like, well, she's too famous. And then Melissa McCarthy went on Ellen and was like, actually, I wasn't asked. <gasps> and then they brought her back for like a cameo because everybody was Actually, like, Actually, ah! Ellen, I wasn't invited to be in the oh, Gilmore Girls no. Wow. I, I was also, just because of like the name of the, the, the podcast, I was expecting Tony Collette to have like a much like bigger part in her role. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, well, what she thing. gave us was, Go ahead. Go ahead. You we can explain al- it. No, I was just gonna say we don't always know how big or small her role will be. Mm-hmm. So, like one time we had we had to do a whole podcast where she truly was only in archival footage on a pr- premiere red carpet as herself <laughs> for two seconds, and that was her IMDb credit for this movie. And then we had to talk about a really bad movie that she wasn't even in. That's yeah. so funny. And then I DM'd her asking her if she knew that she was in this movie, and she deleted her Instagram account. Oh, yeah, no. we're lying. No, we're not. No, I don't think that that was why. No, that I don't was think why. it helped. That was why. I don't think it helped Sam. I think that that was the last straw. It was very. <laughs> oh my God, then, Sam! You wow! You got Tony Collette off Instagram. I'm honestly like glad she doesn't have social media anymore because I don't really want her to find out about us now. I literally, I don't want to know any celebrities' opinions at all. So as far as I'm no. concerned, the less celebrities are on social media, the better. I mean, I want to know Tony's opinion. I wouldn't mind knowing her opinions, but I think it's good for the future record for our reputation that we don't know. Like mm-hmm. if she's like, what if she's like secretly owns Fox News or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that would yeah. suck. It would that suck, would but I can still bad. separate the art from the artist. The art being Tammy. And the, artist. <laughs> the artist being genius Ben Falcone. Oh. Was he in so, the movie? He plays the he, he fast plays food her manager. guy, right? Yeah. Yes. He is her Gene Stewart. I I thought about that too. I really, yeah. And you both, I've, I feel like you both were, you were supposed to, Chinook, you were supposed to be on the podcast before COVID, right? Yeah. And Maggie, I've been talking to you for a long time about being on it. So I, I apologize that this movie is not more Tony-centric. 
This is totally fine. Oh, well, I think that, um, well, wait, Chinook, I think that you were going to come on for Lucky Them originally. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Which was like so boring. <laughs> so. so, Sam, do you like Tammy better than Lucky Them? Yes. Because Tam- Tammy like kept me, it held my attention more than Lucky it's Them. Definitely- like, lu- Lucky mm-hmm. Them, I really had to struggle through just because everything that happened was so boring. Right, but like this movie, you're right, is not boring. It's definitely not boring. And you know what? I kind of am a sucker for this kind of movie. Like, I love, especially, I like that it's like female centered. You know, I like the actresses involved. You know, I enjoy some of the antics. It is um, true. I don't think that there's a single character in this movie who's like actually significant who's a man. Well, What's his face? Her, Mark Duplass. Um, yeah, is Duplass. He, is he is yeah. he related? He's the brother with of that other guy, the one yeah. who's on Search Party and Transparent. When was Jay Duplass on Search Party? He's the director. Also, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I also don't. I I really have no idea how to pronounce that. Duplass. Their last names. Yeah. Duplass. Duplass. Zopless. So, you, oh, like <laughs> the the like love arc of like Mark Deltas's character and Tammy was just wasn't that not ridiculous? That made stupid. no sense. It was stupid. It was super dumb. That also, was insane. so unnecessary. The fact <laughs> that we had to watch them flirt at that lesbian party made mm. me really upset. She <laughs> also, yeah. What's your take on that, Maggie? I was hoping. <laughs> I thought she really hit it off with the girl behind the counter. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, dude. Yes. They were like talking mm-hmm. about hot tubbing and shit. I was like ready for that turn to be taken. Did you watch the post credit scene? No. There was a post credit scene? I saw as that there was the, a no, post credit scene. Tony's in it. Really? <gasps> Fuck. The, okay, that'll be my Tony moment since no one else. <laughs> Oh, wait. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. It's not like post-credits. It's like during the credits. Like, what are you talking about, Maggie? What'd you see? When when Tony leaves the house and she goes to the other guy, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, oh, yeah. Because be at the end of moment. that, she gets it shows there's another scene of her in the hot tub with the counter girl. Oh, I, I didn't see the, that. Oh, it's dang. Like, it take that turn. I knew it. It did. How many, <laughs> like, how many post-credits, mid-credits no, sequences were like, there? Like five. <laughs> what? There were five? It was, like, it was like literally Monsters, Inc. Like, there was so many. It was it was insane. But um, they weren't, like, important. But I, I genuinely, I, I was watching it with my roommates and... I turned it off as the credits were beginning and they were like, oh, there's a post credit scene. And I was like, I'm not watching it. And they were like, but what if your co-host watches it? I was like, I guarantee you, he won't. <laughs> well, ever since I missed like the first one, there was one like a year ago and I missed it. And I've been so mad at myself ever since. Yeah. yeah we've been talking about the credits. Should we talk about the movie? <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. Um, so Melissa um, McCarthy runs over a deer on her way to work, gets to work, um, gets fired. The deer's fired. fine, by the way. The deer's fine. The deer, mm-hmm. the deer, like, kicks her in the face and runs off. 
Um, Melissa McCarthy gets to work, immediately gets fired. Then goes home, finds out that her husband has been cheating on her with Tony Collette. Yeah. And then is like, I have to get out of this town. She goes to her mother, Allison Janney. Yeah. Who in real life is a solid 10 years older than her. And that made me I wondered sad. because like- They look like, the same age. But aren't, I'm like, aren't they all three the same age? Like Melissa McCarthy, her grandma Susan Sarandon, and her mom Allison no. Janney. I'm like, aren't you sisters? Susan Sarandon is older. Yeah, she looks she older in this movie. movie. She was in She's 74 years shows. old. Yeah. Isn't Melissa McCarthy 74? <laughs> <laughs> Let me look up. I mean, 2014 was a long time ago, you guys. Melissa McCarthy's 50. Yeah, and Allison Janney oh, okay. is 60. Genuinely insane. So and they're the fact, literally the all, they're 10 years apart. They they didn't even try to like make Allison, I had to check like halfway through the movie to make sure that she and Allison Janney weren't supposed to be sisters. Cause I was like, wait, this <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But I did like at the beginning, um, Allison, and Melissa have, I'm calling them by their first names because we're good friends. They have a debate over what a pattern is and what a galaxy is, yeah, that's which funny. I really liked. Yeah, um, a, a lot of the banter was good in the movie between like, particularly between Melissa McCarthy and Susan Sarandon. Like they had good, like the script wasn't great, but like the banter was good. Like they were like, I, I will say, was there. I will say that like minus um, the, fat phobia and kind of random moments of like lesbian lesbophobia um in it this kind of is like if i wrote a screenplay this is the <laughs> note that i would get in return it's like good banter but literally Too nothing happens <laughs> or not fat phobic enough yeah not fat phobic so that's a question too because i'm like does muslim mccarthy like like it feels exhausting as a like member of the general public to be like, oh my God, why is there another movie about her being fat? But then it's like, she does it and she's like, listen, I'm in, but it's, is it like, it's different from like Lizzo or something because it's like making fun of it and not being proud of it. Like I feel like Melissa McCarthy is never like, I'm proud of being fat, even though she technically is because she's putting it out there. You know what I mean? It's a weird vibe. It makes me feel weird. But right. I can't really have an opinion on that because I'm a average build. Because you're skinny. Man, so <laughs> I'm not skinny. Right. You're I'm skinny. Average. I feel my like top half is the same size as my <laughs> I feel like it's like she's punching down in a way that like isn't necessarily like opening doors for other people like her, rather than just like filling the same slot sure. every time. Like this is a role only most McCarthy can play. It's like, why yeah it's like why are there never like more fat people in the movie with right. her she can she has to be the only one he's the only one every she's time. the only female rapper like they're going <laughs> one at a time well and um and then she had that tv show which i feel like we recently talked about on the pod mike and molly mm -hmm. yeah i haven't seen that oh wow she had a tv show yeah it was yeah, on cbs wanted, i think she, she might beat, still have a tv show I think no she way. like beat Tony for an Emmy for it. I don't think. I don't really? think they were I think on at she the same did. time. No, they were because it was like the end of Tara, the beginning of Mike and Molly, <laughs> the rise of Mike and Molly. 
It ran from 2010 to 2016. Wow. That long? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now she's a decorated Oscar nominee for serious projects. Actually, two times, I guess. Because Bridesmaids, she got nominated. And uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, which is really good. Has anyone seen that? I have not. It's very different. They filmed it like in Yorkville, in New York. They filmed it at that bookstore across the street from my old apartment. The, the one from you. you on. Yeah. But she's like a quiet, she's like the same character archetype, but it's a serious movie. And she's like a lesbian and she's sad and she starts writing fake letters. It's a true story. She like writes like letters as like Dorothy Parker and like Noel Coward and like all these people like and sells them and be like oh I found this letter written by them these famous dead people and then she makes a lot of money from it and they they catch her and then like she goes to jail um so I guess it is kind of like Tammy but (laughs) it's good it's a good movie it's like an actually good movie (laughs) I recommend yeah both of them end with incarceration being treated as a solution when compassion would have been a better one. I want to open up the floor. Um, for, would you guys want to go on a road trip uh, with Melissa McCarthy or Susan Strandon more? Oh, man. That's a great question. Um, like their characters or them? Yeah. I think they played themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wow, I think I think I'd rather have her go on a road trip with Melissa McCarthy, just because uh, Susan Strand was a was a dick. She was awful. I would I would hate myself if I hung out with that person once. That would be a bad time. Yeah, that would be like quite a bit of responsibility that I'm not sure I would want to take on, but I think I would still pick Susan. <laughs> I watched Rocky Horror recently, and like that's all yeah. I can think about, like watching this movie, so I'll take her. <laughs> you, just, like, you just like put on the soundtrack while you're in the car with her, and she's like, oh, fine, I'll do the dance. I mean, she is the, uh, she does try to ruin the country with third party a lot, but Susan Sarandon? No, don't talk shit about Susan Sarandon's political activism. I love her. She's the reason that Bush won. Is she? (laughs) Yes. Whoa. She votes third party? Oh, she's the hugest third partier. Well, like green she's or like a, libertarian? Like she's anything. in like no, she like she, she like she loves Bernie. Um she's Yeah, yeah, yeah Bernie but Brown. she loves Bernie as far as like, oh, I think it's fine to write him in now because I'm rich and white. Yeah, yeah. I mean she also lives in California, so as far as I'm concerned, she can do what she wants because her vote. You don't know where she's registered to vote. She could How is she not registered in California? You know what? She could be registered in like, I don't know, Florida. <laughs> no, listen, Susan like Sarandon, she would do. Susan Sarandon can do whatever the fuck she wants. And the reason why is because she doesn't only vote, she also does political activism in other ways. And Yeah, but she um, likes, she voted for Rand Paul, so Listen, I'm voting for Kanye, so Oh no, not Rand Paul, Ralph Nader. Sam, you can't say you're voting for Kanye. This is gonna this episode's gonna debut before the election. 
That's right. Next week, next week, you can say whatever you want because I feel people, like it's going to air after. <laughs> people who listen to this podcast are currently undecided on who to vote for, <laughs> and it's yeah. me who's going to convince them. <laughs> That's true. That's I was true. actually waiting to hear your political opinion, Sam, to vote. So now, yeah, yeah, it people might. all over. People keep tweeting at me. They keep saying, "Who are you voting for?" Because whoever you pick, I'm going to pick too. I have a huge platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Howie Hawkins, 2020. What's that? a horrible idea to vote Kanye though. I mean, like, think about this. What if, <laughs> vote, what if we make voting count towards the mascot of America? And then we have a separate election where we go for the real government so we can just have, you know, we can have our Kanye and our government too. I think it's worth a shot. Wait, are you saying you think Kanye is the mascot of America? <laughs> the way Trump is right now. I mean, just, you know, cut the power. The way Trump the is. The face, you know what I mean? I guess that like, makes sense. Like the I, Queen of England? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yes! Power. yes. Queen and Prime Minister. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. King Kanye. <laughs> Queen Yay. Queen Kanye. Queen Yay. Queen Yay. <laughs> <laughs> West. All I'm saying is if Kim Kardashian was the first lady, I would just set a jet ski on fire (laughs) (laughs) i will say that my favorite shit in the entire world um was melania saying fuck christmas Mm. but then but then followed it up with being racist which i didn't appreciate i do like i i love how this is going to come out in three weeks it's going to be such old news by then and it is also old news now uh because it's like two week (laughs) old news as we're recording but i love how for almost all of trump's term we we didn't hear like a peep from melania at all Mm. like people were like is is she trapped like (laughs) is she a clone like does she have a body double what's oh she did have a body double she did have a body double there were all these pictures of her like behind Trump at like all these events and like it wasn't Melania. It was just like a woman. It was literally a woman in like sunglasses. Her. And he she no. was just standing behind him. She had like a hood and sunglasses on. It was fully not her. It was insane. But also like if I was the first lady, I would one hundred percent like, no, I'm not going with you to the fucking airport to watch you do a speech. <laughs> <laughs> also, like following Michelle Obama is like the most amount of pressure anyone could ever have probably so yeah i would probably just send out my body double too that's yeah. tough yeah imagine having a body double oh my god oh what a life actually i heard that melania trump is tony collette's body double he <laughs> <laughs> would literally be so good at that part in like the future biopic she's gonna she you know she can nail any accent that's she true. Really she does every accent. It's so impressive. It's not fair. I love how this was such an. Well, are we done talking about politics? Oh, you were not done. You were talking about the Melania thing. You want to finish your Melania take, Sam? Oh, I just think it's funny that she was silent for four <laughs> years and then came out like, fuck Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, it was like, fuck Christmas. Also, I'm evil. Because she had that like Handmaid's Tale Christmas tree corridor. I don't even know what that was like. I didn't pay too much attention to her Christmas decorations, to be honest. Um, what? She like ruined (laughs) the rose garden. Like, you guys, no. I'm sorry. No, yeah. (laughs) 
Who is everyone's favorite member of the Trump administration? I'm just kidding. Let's God. talk about that. Um, Hope Hicks. Mm, yes. <laughs> Hope Stan. Damn. Hope Stan. Trying to get rid of Trump. Did you see um, Aton Levine had like the whole crowd at his show chant like we love Hope Hicks or whatever? That is Astoria like diner show thing? No, at uh he he does like a Central Park show now. Oh, word, word, word. Yeah. That's wild. Good for him. They were all they were all spelling out we love you, Hope Hicks and Morse code on their uh on their car horns in Astoria. Damn. Hey, New York is burning. Okay. New York <laughs> is dead. You guys I did I did get that. from his show a beanie that says NYC is dead because that's the name of his show. But then I was like, I can't like if I wear those, I'm gonna get beat up. I'm gonna get beat up. I feel like people are gonna be like, no, it's not. It's not I don't know, like some fucking NYU kid is gonna be like <laughs> the city's alive because we made it alive. I'm like, hey, go like- go fucking lotto wicked with your friends. Hey, do not joke about that, Sam. Wicked will not be open (laughs) for another year. (laughs) Okay, the first time Wicked reopens, Sam, can we go? Oh, 100%. You want to come, you guys? Question. Uh, The shows that are running, like, well, that we're running, do they get to keep their streak up or do they have to restart? You mean like Phantom? I don't know. Like, like, Phantom ran for. Do they have to like you know? I think so because like if you if they were open up until COVID and then they all closed down, like I feel like they do get to, but it wouldn't be continuous anymore. So it's still it's still like running for the longest, but it's not continuous. So I guess I guess Phantom won the whole game. Yeah, I guess. Like forever, but like. (laughs) If, like, there's no opportunity to, like, perform, wouldn't, like, continuity still continue? Because, like, it's not like you could have, like, there was no option to go to Central Park and do your shows outside. It's like... Yeah. Like, the the theaters themselves weren't open, so you really... It's like it was just, like, a long holiday. Yeah, but it just has to be a different record that it's, like, like continuous versus, like... Also, are things even going to reopen? I no. think that Phantom technically is still running because the ghost is still there. Um, yeah, yeah. He just According doesn't have a, a, a pretty girl to like take hostage and or whatever. And it's also still running in everyone's heart because so many college theater majors are walking around theater singing at night. Uh, the angel of music. <laughs> I'm sure. Jesus Christ superstar is everywhere and in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I should. That Rocky Horror recently, the guy that was like hosting it, he said that one of the theaters that like runs like off the original reel, mm-hmm. like in order to keep it in working condition, they have to keep it constantly oh, yeah. playing. So throughout the entire pandemic, it's been like on the <gasps> for nobody. Oh, no way. Yeah. For no one. That is <gasps> so cool. I want to go. Yeah. Can we break in? I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> Get tested, and then we'll just break in. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's sad. You know, I know I should be more upset um, as someone who spent half of my life, like, as, like, a, a student of theater. I should be more upset that Broadway's closed, but for whatever reason... 
I don't give a I'm, fuck. I'm like, <laughs> there's bigger things going on. And I know that sounds terrible, but I'm like, what Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I hope everybody's <laughs> getting paid. Yeah, but... I, want, right. I want the industry, I want it to survive, but like, I took theater history, it's gonna survive. Like, <laughs> doing this shit. It's just gonna be like, and I, next and year. I, and I do think that like everybody should take this pandemic to write their own plays because I don't want it because I yeah. never I never want to see Shakespeare ever again in my life. Okay. Like it's so boring. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that's not going anywhere. No, <laughs> I hate Anytime it. Anytime soon, you make it your personal mission to abolish Shakespeare. Yes, <laughs> that's the next podcast. Abolish Shakespeare. <laughs> I think Shakespeare's good, Sam. Well, that's why you have a BFA and I don't. Uh, the eternal divide. <laughs> the AVF. <laughs> oh my so God. That's the room. We have got you written so a play, Sam? Oh, my bad. What? Have you written a play? No. Yeah, you have. <laughs> didn't, no, you, I... didn't you write a play? In um, college? Yeah, I wrote... I wrote like a 10 minute play in college. Damn. Did you write a play, Maggie? I didn't write a play, but I was in the play that you wrote. Or you interviewed me for your play, if I remember. That's right. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, did all three of you go to college together? Yes. Kind of. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. For for a little bit, a little bit. For like two months. (laughs) Maggie, those two months, were the most formative two months of my entire college experience <laughs> yeah. when you were there. Yes, honestly, same. Yeah. <laughs> One of my top 10 college experiences is hanging out with Jake and Maggie one night and like needing to go to sleep. So I went to sleep in my own room and then them ringing my doorbell at like four in the morning and Maggie walks in with like an astronaut helmet that she got on St. Mark's Place, and she's like, I have an astronaut helmet, and I have weed. (laughs) We we got them both in St. Mark's, and that was the real New York. (laughs) Now it's just Disneyland. (laughs) Now it's just Disneyland. They own everything. Maggie, I recently found that park that we were at with um, that girl, Haley. Oh my God! What? When park 3.0 or whatever? Yeah, Weed Park uh, something point oh. I think they like finally reopened it to the public after six, seven years. Oh my! Because they like closed it right after that night. Really? We were probably too rough. But I just remember her like dancing around the streetlight or something. That's what. I <laughs> like I saw that picnic table thing, and I just went. <gasps> it's like Flashback. I'm back seven years. Uh-huh. <laughs> so weird. How cute. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of the movie Tammy's pro drunk driving stance? <laughs> did you read that question off just now? <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes. I just thought it was time for us to get back to the movie. <laughs> debate prep. Debate prep. <laughs> I don't think it really was pro drunk driving because it, she it wasn't. Going it to was AA. not. But uh, but I but I thought that it was. I thought that it would have been a funny way to phrase the question. I mean, at least it they did like an open space for their donuts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's I'll give true. Them that. 
There was that uh, scene where Susan Sarandon peer pressures Melissa McCarthy into drinking while driving, and then they're just wasted, like, doing donuts, like, in a field. Oh, that's what you meant by donuts. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, actual donuts. I was like, where were their donuts? Oh, she does have donuts. She gets those little white donuts when she gets locked in. Oh. Yeah. That's but right. That's Good eye. And then the raccoon eats them. Yeah. That I oh. screamed at my TV. I was like, too many bad things have happened to Melissa McCarthy in this movie. I love how she always like falls down. That's like I know that I'm I know that it's like so basic, but I'm like so <laughs> like, you know people what? falling down humor. Right next to that time, like well also did you guys notice that the, the door the number on the door to that hotel room was nine one one right backwards? Oh my god. Oh wow. Yeah. But I, I was thinking Hey like, Lady Gaga. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> falling. I was hoping that she would fall through the door. Cause she like kinda stumbles back when it finally opens, they unlock it. And she like stumbles back and she doesn't fall. But like at the time I was watching it, one time I was going out this girl and she was wasted. <laughs> and she was she was smoking a cigarette and she tried to be real cute, you know, to say, You're so hot and like lean against the door. But as she goes to do it, the door just completely falls open and she just absolutely eats it flat on her back. It was hilarious. But oh my God. I mean, yeah, I was kind of thinking that would happen to keep with like, you know, the clutchy theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Back memory. I, I like, really well, think that anything would have been better than her sleeping on the fucking cement outside. I, I, genu- I, I was like, haven't enough terrible things happened to this woman? Like, I felt so bad for her and not in like a... Like, I felt bad for her, but in a way where I kind of felt like the movie wanted me to laugh at her because mm-hmm. it comes well, it kind of, it, yeah, like, and it comes so <laughs> late in the, I can't, like, I feel like this movie kind of didn't want her to, like, stick up for herself because no. she tries to at the lesbian party and then Kathy Bates, like, accosts her on a bench moments later and is like, you know what, bitch? Sometimes life just sucks and you have to be polite to the people who are treating you bad. I was like, bitch, what? (laughs) It's honestly, it's true. (laughs) I mean, yes, but, like, her grandma called her cheeseburger and a fucking loser. Yeah. (laughs) That was dumb whoever wrote that needs to well yeah like, she never called out her grandma she no she um after her grandma calls her like a cheeseburger and a loser she says like well at least i never tried to fuck my daughter's husband oh yeah which that's, grandma confesses when they're in jail yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're jumping around a little bit but i i do i i do so we have to say that they go to a bar and they meet um, this guy who's, I don't know what else he's been in, I, he, the older one, he's like- Gary Cole. Yeah, he's in, he's like in, in some stuff and he like, he hooks up with, uh, he like aggressively hooks up with uh, grandma. He's making Susan. out with Susan Sarandon in the backseat of her car. And, and Mark, his son is and, Mark Duplass. And Mark Duplass is just like sitting on the trunk as it's happening. Like there's nowhere else you could have gone. Right, I, I found that weird too that they were just so close to the action. Yeah, when they're like, obviously like that's because like it's a movie, but I still was like, <laughs> I was just in an empathy mood. I was like, this movie sucks. Let me. <laughs> this <movie> sucks. <laughs> so yeah, and her grandma is an alcoholic, and she like 
I like when she goes to the gas station and she's filling up her icy with whiskey. That was awesome. Also, they did, she did shame her for having two Bloody Marys before 11 a.m. And I was like, listen, that is nothing. It's right. four like, o'clock somewhere. That's when the most normal thing she did. Grandma, that's what I'm going to do every day. <laughs> but, and then she goes to the gas station and then she's like buying alcohol for kids who like beat each, they beat them up. They beat up Melissa McCarthy to- for not giving them the, I mean, I assume it's because it's what they paid for, but. Do you guys, what did you guys call that, by the way? Like when you ask older people to buy alcohol when you're underage. Hey, mister. Hey, mister. <laughs> That's what you called it. Yeah. Hey, mistering. I yeah. didn't call it anything. Yeah, we called it shoulder tapping. It. Shoulder <laughs> tapping in Colorado. That's pretty Because you would tap someone on the shoulder? Just so my mom knows. Yeah, you would you tap, because she's just going to hear this. You tap him on the shoulder, and I never did it, by the way. My friend, <laughs> you, you Jake's tap mom, him on the he's shoulder. a good kid. Yeah, no. You and, had friends with, like, older siblings. You didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I also just didn't drink in high school. I drank at, like, prom. And that's I it. also, I drank for my first time at um, senior year pre-prom what was it what was the drink sangria (laughs) (laughs) i went to pre-prom at this girl's house and her mom was like i have sangria oh she was one of those pure ints huh it was it was very mean girls yeah you had a cool mom yeah i don't know why i never rebelled I just my first drink was like when I was seven, I think. My dad was drinking whiskey and Coke, and he walked away, and I was like, I want to know what this tastes like. And it was horrific. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Maggie? I mean, I mean, I, I think I had, like, communion wine. I was, like, my, you know, oh, first nice. like, taste. But to, like, actually like, drinking with friends kind of thing, I think it was a shot of vodka was my first drink. Oh yeah, my I think God. I had um, my friend, like, made what she called vodka fresca on the rocks. Which is technically not on the rocks if there's fresca involved. <laughs> we were like so cool drinking fresca with vodka in the basement. And that was it. And now I am so much better at drinking. Yeah. Maggie, you made me a really good drink in like freshman year. It was like watermelon four loco and cherry coke. Oh my god! And I was, and what? I was like, "This fucking is not really good, Sam." <laughs> I thought it was good. I drank a lot of it. <laughs> you just like sat me down in your dorm room, Wait. put on RuPaul's Drag Race. I wasn't there. What was I doing? Rehearsing? Probably. You were like this. This this was a day. I do think that you had rehearsal, and I had gotten like locked out of my dorm, and I had texted my roommate group chat with like three other girls in it. And none of them answered for like six hours. So I was just like, I guess I'm locked out of my. I didn't want to go down to the security desk because that would have um, involved talking to an adult. Yeah. That bodega was like cursed. It was that night that they. Uh... Okay. I was always so scared of. Okay. So the bodega down the street from our dorm in freshman year, Chinook, was. Um... <laughs> notorious for selling alcohol to minors because like obviously like they made so much money but 
I was always very, very scared to try and order something from there because I thought like when I go there, like that'll be the day. Like they'll they'll be like, you have a bowl cut, bitch, not today. <laughs> and uh, But the first night that I was like, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, was the night that the police found out that they'd been selling alcohol to minors. So I went in with my two Four Locos and I was like, I would like to purchase these, please. And the guy gave me a look like he just pitied me so much. And he was like, I'm sorry, we're not allowed. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. But then fucking Heather Frew went in and talked yeah. to them in Spanish. And they gave her four logos that yeah. very night. That's the key. Did they ever? I mean, I thought it was. Wasn't it fairly routine, though, that they would get caught up and they would wait a little while to assess hot and go again? Or, I. No? I think that this was like the second week of school. So I think that yeah. it was like the first time that they got caught. So I was like, I can never go there again. But weird because like, you f- I feel like they're on the corner of a dorm that had been there for a few years. So like, why did they just happen to start carting the, the like second month that we lived there? Yeah. Well, cause I think, I, I, I think that like, probably it's like Maggie said, like they would cart on and off, but I remember one time, Maggie, you went there and they asked you for ID and you said, would my student ID suffice? Yeah. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> and, <try. laughs> and they said yes. Yeah. I think. Did you? Um, well, because ca- all, yeah, all they need for the camera is to have someone being like, oh. here's an ID. Yeah. Oh, they don't really sense. care. Unless wow. it was a 17-year-old who didn't let me buy beer at my own at 7-Eleven when I turned 21 because my ID said under 21, even though my birthday clearly was whatever that's such whatever um yeah i when i i when i left new york like at 18 they like you could still smoke cigarettes at that age and i was still smoking at the time and i came back to visit at age 20 and i just get off the plane i need a cigarette you know what i'm saying it's right i go to to the store and i like try to get a lighter in a pack and dude's like you have to be 21 but you can keep the lighter. I'm all agitated. So I was like, for what purpose? Just like, <laughs> like, for what? What you like set your hair on fire in yeah. front of him. <laughs> this but is your fault. Time. You did this. <laughs> oh my god. My Britney moment. <laughs> and it's like knowing where all the places that didn't card were around. We talked about this last week. <laughs> we somehow just start talking about like underage drinking in new york every week oh yeah yeah um, like you're at mid-20s as maggie do you know ray's gourmet downtown like on um it's like a bodega on like third and 14th uh i know you went to school down there so yeah, I feel like if I walked past it, I would know exactly what you're talking about. But because my cool. friends who went to the new school were like, oh, let's go to Ray's Gourmet. They don't card. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's get some talking. <laughs> I hope all the incoming students are listening to this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and not the police, so they could don't shut yeah. down Ray's Gourmet. <laughs> Having Rachel Lander on the podcast a couple weeks ago was so fun because she grew up on the Upper East Side. So Jake would be talking about all the bars that he went to in college and Rachel would be like, yeah, that was my favorite spot when I was 14. (laughs) (laughs) Those New York kids. Yeah. Those New York kids. I don't know. Those Upper East Side kids. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Staten Island was not that hype. You're from Staten Island? Yeah. You know Pete Davidson? Shallon. What's up? You know Pete Davidson? 
Oh yeah, big personally. time. They're, he's my cousin, actually. <laughs> We're related. <laughs> who else? And uh, what's his face? Um, um, the guy who wrote that movie. Oh, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about. The um, Judd. Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Yeah. There's uh, also the other guy in SNL that does Weekend Update with Michael Che. Oh, Colin what's Jones. What's his face? He's from yes. Staten Island. He's from Staten Island. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Staten Islander. That Who's bastard. he trying to fool then? Uh, he's everything <laughs> Staten Island. He looks like he's from literally like Upper West Side. Yeah, he's from the pretentious part of Staten Island. Scarjo and everything. Yeah. Fuck that guy. If he's listening, fuck you, Colin Jost. Fuck you, Colin Jost. I'd rather not be allowed to buy cigarettes because of my age than date Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to talk about the movie? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think we, we pretty much, all we need to cover still is the, uh, uh, the what's it called? The heist of the fast food restaurant mm. and the lesbian party. And I, think I did. I enjoyed the heist. The heist the was good. I really did, too. Yeah, I wish the that the part. whole movie had been about the heist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she like robs her I just loved like you said Mackie I loved that girl who was the counter the counter girl yeah so the... someone want to explain what's going on I'm sorry I'm trying really hard to get a ring off my finger <laughs> uh... someone want to explain what the heist looks like oh, <laughs> oh okay oh, this <laughs> I wish people could see Jake right now just trying to pull a ring off his finger. He's in so much pain. But it's completely out of his like Zoom frames. Always he's struggling. <laughs> his screenshotted. I'm really not gonna come up. You guys talk about the heist. It's fine. Um, I'll just be silent. Okay, so um basically melissa mccarthy and susan sarandon both go to jail i forget why and because they beat up the kids ca- oh because wait really yeah they beat kids in front of the police yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then she throws a can of beer at the cop <laughs> okay um yeah so they both go to jail and melissa mccarthy is able to make bail but her grandma can't and she needs to get her grandma out of jail, but she doesn't have any money and nobody will give her money. So she goes and holds up the local like Topper's Burger, which is um, another sure. location of the chain that she just got fired from. And she robs them like very like um, badly. Uh, like she doesn't ask for all the money. She asks for a specific amount of money. And she's holding up like finger guns instead of real guns. In a paper bag. In yeah, paper but bag. then one of the paper bags falls off and they're like, that's a <laughs> that, that's a finger gun. Um, and then she takes a whole bunch of like apple pies, which honestly I stand by. I thought that that was great. And then after uh, Susan Sarandon makes bail on her own, I forget how. Oh, they... it's because um, the does, boyfriend's... Does... Dad. Oh, they, yeah. They, they bail her out. Right, right, right. So they go back to the place to return the money. Which I thought was funny because... I really liked that. I liked that scene, actually, where she's, like, trying to return the money, and then and she, Susan goes in with the money, and then 
Melissa comes in and she points the fake gun again and <laughs> she flirts with the girl. <laughs> the girl's like, hey, how are you? <laughs> the also well it was like also wild was that her grandma couldn't make bail because on top of being an alcoholic, she was also abusing painkillers. She was like had oxy, right? Or something like that. Yeah, um, that's right. So that was crazy. And not her medication for diabetes. Right. Of course. Just how did she survive? Is I really don't know how she survived. Overall like question. A, like a week-long trip with no medication at all. And she's just drinking no, nonstop. And I mean, then she did barely survive, to be fair. <laughs> she did. She did is, almost yes, die. You're right. You were absolutely right about that. <laughs> it was later than I thought it would be. Right. <laughs> it was like three weeks into this trip or something. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they hire Kathy Bates to blow up the car that they used in the heist. I right. love that as a motif in this film. Maybe best motif. Car what? explosions. <laughs> yeah. Car fires. Like, Machinery oh fire. I thought that she was going to, I thought at first, like she had the idea to just, just put on her uniform. I thought she was just going to kick somebody out and steal their oh, shit. I didn't uh... know she was going to go and rob them. But I did, like, I would have never thought to put a bag over my hand. Like, I thought that was actually pretty genius to, like, <laughs> I mean, even if it didn't go that well, it was pretty good, like, thinking to, like, maybe put some no. mystery into the hand, you know? <laughs> I know everybody has that fast food place that they know they could easily rob. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah? fast food place would you rob? Duncan. Oh, um, yeah. Any particular location? I don't think oh, Duncan yeah. has enough cash. No, because they don't. They don't accept larger than twenty. You don't want to go to any place <laughs> where um, they have those like ordering like screen things where you can order without talking to somebody with your card. Right. In my opinion, if you're gonna rob, them, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because then there's a higher probability that more people are paying with card, not cash. So they probably have less cash. But also probably they would probably have the same amount of cash in the cash register anyway because they would have to make change or something. They have to start with a certain amount every day. Yeah. Um, The important thing... The important thing to know is that I am stupid and don't trust anything I say. What? Was that for the FBI or was that for us? Is that <laughs> to... I mean we've all stolen from Dwayne Reed. Oh yeah. I got banned from CVS in college. For what? For shoplifting. Oh nice. Yeah. You're banned from Walmart? For life. That's right. Wait, Wait we talked about this, Maggie. On the podcast? <laughs> No, we talked about this. Um, we were on like a train together one time when you came back to visit New York. And yes. we were like, what have you been up to? Like, I got banned from CVS. I got banned from Walmart. Yeah, I got banned from Walmart. You know, they caught on. I was super worried, honestly, about coming back to New York because my dumb ass at 18 robbed Dwayne Reed with a Letterman jacket on that has my name big across my shoulders. No. <laughs> it's like, am I going to get arrested at the airport? Nah, they got a bigger fish to fry, but stupid no Dwayne Reed does not care if you rob them yeah wait robbed or shoplifted I was like Mackie you, you held up a Dwayne Reed 
<laughs> with your name on your jacket. <laughs> that's the worst than Melissa in this movie, honestly. You what? I said that's the worst than Melissa in this movie. Like, yeah, she's just trying to bail out her grandma. Yeah, my gosh. What did you What did you steal from the Dwayne Reed? Pokemon cards and Red Bull. <laughs> in mass quantities. In mass quantities. Why did you? Why? Your closet's like Florida ceiling Red Bull. <laughs> you know what? I knew this girl in high school who, like, she was like addicted to Mountain Dew, and she would save all the bottles, like the plastic bottles, like as she had over three hundred empty Mountain Dew plastic bottles in her room at one point, like a collection. Oh my god! I know. I have like acid reflux just imagining. <laughs> That's too much Mountain Dew. That's too much Mountain Dew. I don't. I haven't had Mountain Dew in like fifteen years. Same. So I drink cleaner. I feel like in middle school when that like myth, or maybe it's true, of like Mountain Dew makes your semen go away or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, I heard about that. All the middle school that. boys just stopped drinking it. What? It like lowered. Never... There was a rumor that Mountain Dew lowered your sperm count. I learned that from so fanfiction.net. So they all stopped drinking it because they really wanted to have babies? Yeah, we weren't smart kids, Jake. We were... (laughs) Just saying, it seems like it'd be a good birth control. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you're right. When I was in in high school, um, I made my very first rich friend. And Mm -hmm. she and I would jump from her pool into her hot tub and scream sterilization because we thought that it would like render us infertile <sighs> to switch temperatures so drastically oh my god i was rendered infertile we were like <laughs> birth control baby it truly was just something that we made up <laughs> <laughs> sounds like foreplay uh, sterilization we yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I, I for sure was fucking in high school. Yeah. Absolutely. So is that a good way? A good way to transition into the lesbian party? Yes. <laughs> oh, so Sandra O oh is in this movie. Yes. 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 An hour into the pod, we finally arrived at Sandra O. Oh. She I love is her enthusiasm. Sandra O oh and Kathy Bates is a couple I never knew I wanted or needed. I fucking loved it. And it was great. It was absolutely great. And it was here's, unbelievable. Here's the better version of this movie: is it's all heist, and then Kathy Bates and Sandra O oh is their like hideout house. Yes, and they're like mm. the, the lord, the lords, the lord, the the lords of the heisting, the crime what? lords. Uh, Kathy oh, Bates, the kingpins, the kingpins, the, king the, king the queen, the queen pins, the queen pins. Yeah. Yes. The queen yay yes. pins. We should Queen write this movie. Pen. That sounds like yes. a better movie. Like we're gonna remake Tammy with the same cast but a completely different script. And Everybody call it on Sandra. the internet. Yes. Sandra. Everybody on the internet is like, you cannot remake a classic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm making another Tammy reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't there a Tammy too? What? I don't That's think so. from Parks and no. Rec. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the name of a character. <laughs> <laughs> That might be it. I mean, I feel like years from now, it may come back into popularity. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. This podcast will revive it. When Susan Sarandon dies. Yeah, we go back through all our films. (laughs) Her grace. No, she'll never die. The hits. She's running for president. She's in chair for life. 
Um, wait, so the lesbian party was pretty accurate, I feel. Um, I've been to a few lesbian events in my time, and they're, it seems that they would have a 4th of July party instead of jet ski on fire. I feel like that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? They were thinking Corona at the party. Do y'all notice that? Oh, foreshadowing. Oh my God. That's my dad's favorite beer. I had Corona the other night. Wow. The beer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Chinook, did you get Corona? Or you were just like exposed, right? I was exposed, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, didn't get it, luckily. But, okay. Uh, I remember because you were one of like the first people I knew who at least was like posting online about it, like early, early into the pandemic. And I was like, wow, it is real. <laughs> yeah oh my God. like remember when we all called it corona for like four months and then everyone switched to covid and now i i switch i don't give a you, fuck oh you you just corona switch i'll call it anything i'll call it yeah i didn't Wendy Williams called I did it that. cornova the other day I <laughs> <laughs> she's like the president has cornova <laughs> and he's exposing people Excellent Wendy Williams impression. Thank you, thank you. On point. I thought it was Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I play her on here? SNL. I play her on SNL. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be allowed. No. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't appropriate. Right, right, right. Not the time. Yeah. Never was the time, but they would uh they they would just make Fred Armisen do it and they'd be like, right. come on, it's it's not racist because you you can't tell. You can't tell. You don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh Fred Armisen God. is still on SNL, right? No, he's no. not. <laughs> he hasn't been on in like 10 years. Yeah. He I moved to Portland. Him. I saw him on the Williamsburg Bridge. <laughs> when? Like, I guess about a year ago now. He was like, I was walking towards Manhattan and he was going towards Brooklyn on a bike and just the wow. big grin across his face. Like, so happy. Just pedaling away. What a freak. <laughs> yeah. what, what was your first instinct to do? I, I was just looking at the really happy guy, and then I realized who it was, and I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, great. Good for him. <laughs> Good fun. All right. <laughs> you know what? It's his Honestly. prerogative to be happy right. on the Williamsburg Bridge. Yeah. I know I have been. Same. I've yeah. ridden a bike on there, too. Yeah. And people used to tell me that I reminded them of Fred Armisen. So. Wow, I really? was just going to say that. Like in high school, they were always like, oh my God, Jake, you're like literally Fred Armisen. And oh, I'm like, stop. I feel like SNL was the big thing that uh, it, I feel like it probably still is the thing that people are like, you're funny. Let me figure out yeah. who, have, who, who from SNL you are. Have you watched SNL? Have you ever seen like, a program called Saturday Night Live? <laughs> I feel like no. I wonder if te- teens probably don't watch it nowadays, do they? My sister uh, doesn't. I don't think. Because I think they it's definitely it's did. Bad. But it, like, is it though, or was it always? Like, I think we that... just watched it because we were like, oh my god, Kristen Wiig, oh my god, Sarah Palin, like that kind of thing. That's a good. But now it's like humor and comedy. I feel like has evolved too. Right. Yeah. Like, I guess that's true. Like, there wasn't TikTok when we were youths. 
Uh, yeah. I think that yeah. in a way, maybe this is just uh, the fact that I kind of feel like when we were younger, SNL was kind of in charge of comedy more than it is now. Who's in charge now? TikTok. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> no, TikTok's in charge of music. No, it's like Twitter. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, actually, that's not that's just me talking from like my own limited worldview. Sam, I think you're in charge of comedy. I don't think that's true. I think like you're there's... in charge of comedy, Jake. <laughs> no, I... no, please. <laughs> it's too much responsibility. <laughs> don't Shit's put it on me. Shit's Creek. Netflix is Shit's in charge Creek. of comedy. You know who's in charge of comedy is Miranda Sings. True. Uh... <laughs> Heather Traska. <laughs> Miranda Sings. You don't know Miranda Sings, Chanuk? I don't. Oh my god, Miranda Sings. Um, why don't was you know what Miranda Sings? Miranda Sings. Oh. <laughs> Miranda Sings was this YouTube channel sure. that all of the musical She's theater still on people, Sam. All of the but like all all of like the theater kids were obsessed with her in like the uh like early to mid two thousand tens. Yeah, Miranda Sings was such a specific moment in like 2010s she was just this girl who would put lipstick on like too much of her face and um and it was like a character she would and she would talk like weird she would be but like, then she got a netflix show based oh. on the character and then people well i think that her fan base now is like eight-year-olds oh because my sis- fan base yeah anyone who was on youtube between like 2005 and 2015, their fan base is current is always going to be now like eight year olds. Yeah, some. yeah, it's like children. Uh, my sister went to a Miranda Sings concert when she was like ten, and my mom surprised her with the tickets. Like she, uh, she didn't tell her until they were like pulling up to the theater. She was like, "We're just going on a trip to Philadelphia." And then Wait, they I like. I remember you telling me about that. And then they pulled up to the theater, and my mom was like, "Guess what? We're seeing Miranda Sings." And my sister started crying. Uh, with happiness or sadness? With happiness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "I'd be dead if it weren't for Miranda she was, Sings." She was in Waitress on Broadway last year oh as Waitress. Miranda Sings. Wow. Well, Colleen Ballinger. Yeah, the Colleen like actress Ballinger. who played her. She also um, was like best friends with ariana grande before she was famous yeah you yeah. know i saw some of her like i mean it's been a few months now but i saw some of her like vlogs on youtube um like as herself and i had to unfollow because i like i got really creeped out by her to be honest yeah. i could you know what i mean like have you noticed this like early youtubers who develop like intense anxiety and you and it's like palpable through their videos, and it's like it's uncomfortable to watch. I was They're like, just yeah. too like aware of their brand. Yeah, like I, when it gets to that point, it's like you don't need to be doing this anymore. And I certainly can't watch this because I feel sad for you instead of entertained. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I certainly cannot watch this. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my do, gosh. Do we want to move on to awards? I, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah. Cool. So here on the Tony Awards, uh, we deliver three awards to each and every movie. um, First of which is best prop. So Maggie, what was your best prop? My best prop. Honestly, I picked 
I picked a couple, but I'll narrow it down to one. I'm going to say the paper bag that she mm. used as the gun. I thought that was very inventive. I wouldn't have thought of that. I would have probably went for a Nerf gun or something, you know? A Nerf gun. A Nerf gun. <laughs> what about you, Chinook? Uh, well, I was going to say paper bag too, but now I feel like I got to pick something else. There's a lot of props in this movie. There was a lot of props in this movie, but I really... The scene, the paper bag scene was my favorite scene. So I think I'm gonna pick the apple pies just because I thought it was so funny how specific she was of like, get the ones out of the back. Those are better. That was- She that worked there, me. she knew. She knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Jake? My best prop uh, is from the same scene as well. Um, <laughs> it's the song Thrift Shop, which played almost in its entirety as she <laughs> danced out of her car uh, with the paper bag on her head. And also, a secondary best prop goes to the Crocs she was wearing. Fuck you! That was <laughs> my best <laughs> prop. That was cruel. That was so cruel. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Sam. That was a segue into your best prop. Please. Sure. 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 Well, <laughs> our next award is best Tony moment. Uh, so, so many. Yours. Yeah, so many to choose from. They were really good ones. I really like the one at the end that Jake was talking about before, but I'm not going to take that one. I'm going to I'm going to say when she smacks the shit out of uh, Melissa McCarthy. That was uh, did not see it coming. I was like, holy shit! She didn't mean to, though, right? Right. It yeah. was kind of like she apologized afterwards, but it was like, oh, yeah. didn't see that coming. What about you? Mate? Gave me hope for the movie. What was oh, your Maggie? best Tony moment, Maggie? Oh, um, given limited to work with, <laughs> like her posture in the very first scene, like when she's very first seen, was so expressive. Just the way that she was sitting, I felt like I got to know a lot about the character. Like, yeah, that was great acting. And I guess this is also part best prop, but also best Tony moment as well. I'm gonna say the three lava lamps that were in the background when Melissa calls and to like check in, you know, for looking for money. I was like, of course, Tony would have three lava lamps and just move them into the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Your stuff's here. I know this like nothing character. She's like loves lava lamps. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine was. Well, speaking of props and Tony, I really liked how at the very end of the movie she was like playing Jenga when Melissa like walked into the house. But my pony moment will be the credit scene since you didn't see it, Sam. Basically what happens is she leaves Melissa's ex for the fast food guy because, and her reasoning is she says, he's gonna own his own franchise in like three years. <laughs> and then gets in the car. Amazing. My best Tony moment was um, after after Tammy like yells at her husband, um, goes back to her house down the street and she's driving away with Susan Sarandon, um, Tony Collette and her husband are just like chilling on the porch, just perfectly placed there so that Tammy can give them the finger as she drives by. <laughs> and I was like, how serendipitous that they just so happen immediately after this confrontation, after which the woman you just hit went outside that you would also go outside, presumably waiting for her to come back so that you can hit her again. 
And they all live within three houses of each other. Yeah. That I thought was kind of nice. I was like, oh. Convenient. Oh, also, it was so fucking heartbreaking when Melissa McCarthy's leaving and she's like, by the way, you never cooked me dinner. Not once. And I was like, oh my God. Somebody make Melissa McCarthy dinner. Okay. Uh, Mm. The next award is a custom award. So who has some to say? Um, I want to go with um, my custom award is most relatable dialogue in a scene for uh, the scene where she's asking Kathy Bates why, uh, what her pet food uh, store is called. And she goes, Merlin's. And Melissa McCarthy goes, why Merlin's? And Kathy Bates says, because I dig wizards, man. (laughs) And then like two seconds later, um, also this line where Sandro goes, Tammy, have you ever been to a lesbian 4th of July party? Well, they're fun. (laughs) And that scene just really hit home for me. (laughs) Yeah, right after that, didn't she say she's going to be beating them off with a lesbian stick? That's yes. up. Kathy Bates is like, I prefer to go by Le Vision. <laughs> like, what? Lebanese. Oh my gosh. Kathy Bates rules in this movie. When Susan she Sarandon does. almost dies and she shows up and goes, Nobody should die on a lawn chair. <laughs> like, why didn't you get her out of the lawn chair of your own home last night? Mm. True. Um, my custom award was best way to leave your DNA at a crime scene. And that goes to when Tammy, after robbing the um, burger place, fills a soda cup up with like every flavor, takes two sips of it, and then throws it on the ground outside of the restaurant before going home. And I was like, the police are going to gather that and they're going to know it was you. And they did. And they did. (laughs) (laughs) What about you guys? Mine was like, I guess it would be like the best like editing sequence was when it went from the least realistic car fire cut to Susan Sarandon looking in awe out the window cut to Sandra Oh's first scene. Like that <laughs> right there I was watching like, oh my god, the twists and turns right now are like blowing my mind. It's so funny. Um mine would be the scene that just baffled me the most was at the end when they go like finally go to Niagara Falls together and they're just like running around the waterfall. Like I don't even know, like they're having fun for some reason at this place, and then out of nowhere uh mark dupless fucking comes out of nowhere like i'm here too after he met this girl four times i was just like this isn't real this is bullshit this movie lost everything in this one moment That's nobody true. does that can i yeah. be honest though when they when they finally were at niagara falls and playing in the water i i, I like cried a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i i really like that scene i like the fact that there was no audio that you could kind of hear like yeah. it was all drowned out by uh, the waterfall and i hated the fact that that wasn't the last scene i know i, I hated that he showed up i just wished mm. that it had ended with them jumping and dancing yep that yeah. would have been the scene that would have been good Okay. I want. I was afraid one of them was gonna like be pushed into the falls, though. <laughs> Somehow, I, it would not be out of luck. 
That would have also been good. I would have also taken that. That would have been good. <laughs> okay. Um, so now we're moving on to plugs. Uh, Maggie, Wait, Sam. Sam, what? Sam, Sam. Oh, uh, we fuck. stopped doing this segment. And I just realized when we started that we didn't do this like the last time. Okay. Jake, it is time for our favorite segment. Is it better than The Way Way Back? Your favorite movie that we've covered thus far on the podcast has been The Way Way Back. How does Tammy measure up? Um, it's not as good. Okay. Uh, now we're moving on to plays. <laughs> Maggie, it is my understanding <laughs> that you're a jump rope instructor. Do you want to yeah. say something about that? Yeah. Uh, so every Sunday at 4 p.m., I teach a jump rope class called Punk Rope. It takes place at a bar co- called Runaway Roof. It's like a rooftop, so it's nice and open, socially distant. Um, then we drink afterwards. So you can find me on Instagram at uncle.maggie or maggies.skippingschool um, and hit me up or we can get you part of the class. Yeah. Uh, Shanuk, do you have anything to plug? Uh, Not during the pandemic. Um, I do a radio show every now and then called So Where Are You Really From? Um, You can follow me at at Shanuk to get information on it. That's about it. Cool. Uh, That's the end of our podcast. Also, wait, really quick. This, oh, wait. We might have talked about it. Did I bring up the fact that this was based on a dream that Ben Falcone had? No. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. The screenplay is based on a dream. Ben Falcone, Melissa McCarthy's in real life husband, had a dream that Melissa They're married? McCarthy- yes, they're married. Um, oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So How they're married. How not talk about this? And I forgot to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> so dynamic in bridesmaids as well. In like in like 2011, oh. Ben Falcone had a dream that his wife Melissa McCarthy had a really shitty job at a fast food restaurant, and she got fired. And he woke up and told his wife about it, and she said, "Let's write it down and make it." Oh my God, that's why he I, plays that part. This was their like joint, like Baby. couple passion project. I it makes it better. It makes it better. Does it? Does it though? It makes me so upset. That makes me sad. (laughs) No, but you know what? If anything, it's good because it means that like, you know, like love conquers all. Like you can make like a really bad movie and still love each other afterwards. And that's what life is all about, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Horrible Uh films and lots of love. (laughs) If it's a bad film, it was made from love. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>